Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Things are going to start happening to me now. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 19, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, happy Tuesday. I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 456 of the Biden-Harris administration, 200 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram. My handle is TheBobSeska. Twitter, it's BobSeska underscore go. And follow Buzz Burbank on Twitter at Michael J. Elston. Link in the description. And oh, look, he's sitting right over there. You say Buzz Burbank. There he is. You've said it all. Because I have no combat experience, that's why. <laughs> uh, joining the know. International Legion, are you? Well, I, yeah, he, they wanted me to, but I, they don't understand. I'm, I'm no Malcolm Nance. <laughs> no why, one is. Uh, anyway, he's Bob, and uh, I'm Buzz, and we've just challenged Putin to a game of battleship. <laughs> <laughs> More on no that resp- front coming up, yeah. <laughs> no reply at all. Uh, all, the, all the big airlines have now dropped their uh, mask mandates. Uh, I think the least they could do now is ask, uh, COVID or non-COVID? <laughs> As opposed to smoking, non-smoking, exactly. is that it? Yeah, yeah. The mechanism is there. Uh, <laughs> the, the war in Ukraine, uh, sadly, uh, still dominates the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Putin's threatened to move some uh, nuclear weapons closer if Finland and Sweden join NATO. Yeah. Clearly, he's afraid of any country that has a smorgasbord. <laughs> Why does he hate smorgasbord? He doesn't have one. Uh, back here at home, uh, the Republican Party says its candidates will no longer take part in presidential debates. Mm. So from now on, four Republicans, shirtless wrestling. David. There. And by the way, today's show is brought to you by Copper Tone for testicles. <laughs> be a be a manlier man with a copper tone tan. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, rumors are swirling about uh, California Senator Dianne Feinstein having dementia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but doctors say, this is encouraging, doctors say she did pass what they call the Trump test. <laughs> So it's it's been branded already. That means it completely I, loses its efficacy. It doesn't work I, anymore. And and whatever you do, don't believe uh, the campaign talk you're hearing. Uh, Republican Senate candidate Dr. Oz is not being slammed for being Turkish. <laughs> He's being slammed for being jerkish. <laughs> 
And Florida Republicans, Mm -hmm. Florida Republicans have just banned from schools dozens of mathematics textbooks for being too woke. Uh, See, Republicans believe that when adding double-digit numbers, the one should have to carry itself. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Yeah, Jody Hamilton on this one. Holy cow. All right. Jody yeah. Hamilton and the great Rocky Mountain Mike. F you. Yeah, thanks, Jody. That's spicy. <laughs> we got spicy Jody today. I like uh, that. Yeah, That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, because Mike and I didn't consult on this, but uh, apparently struck by the same idea at the same time. I had written that uh, joke about uh, the uh, the game of Battleship like mm-hmm. last week when the thing, and that's probably about the same time it occurred to Mike to do, to, you know, to produce this song. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, and then, so it works together great. It's a great minds think alike once again. That's exactly right. You guys are like chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was an accident, but it works. Hey, who put my mic in your mic? Yeah. Well, Jody rocked it out there. That was yeah. great. Oh, my God, yes. We, and we've uh, newly christened Spicy Jody on the show. Like la- last like Thursday, Thursday yeah. before, man, swearing up a blue streak. I actually had a, <laughs> I had a bleep Jody. I so seldom bleep anything on the show. Wow. I mean, that goes back a few years. Not since Chez have I bleeped things on the show. <laughs> yeah. And I had a bleep Jody like six times. Gosh. I don't know if it was this past Thursday. I think it was the previous Thursday. Where she just went off. Gotta gotta love spicy Jody. Okay. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, sp- speaking of spicy, holy shit. Yes. Malcolm Nance. Malcolm oh, Nance man. is specifically showing Tucker Carlson what it means to actually put on his uh, combat fatigues and get his ass over to Ukraine where he's fighting for the International Legion. Uh-huh. Our very own Malcolm Nance. This, uh, however, this kind of proves Tucker's theory about a brown scrotum. I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. No, it's incredible. You know, with his uh, 20 years in the Navy and his knowledge of military intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, and, and his helmet and his his uh, camos, he he, you know, he, he got right into the fight. He said he was tired of just tired talking, of talking about it. Yeah. And, yeah. So God, we all wish him safety. Here's my man Malcolm Nance on yeah. uh, Joy Reid yesterday from uh-huh. Ukraine, and uh, as you said, he was in his full uh, combat fatigues. He's ready to roll. Here's Malcolm yesterday. Well, as you know, I spent quite a bit of time here in the pre-war period, and when the invasion happened, I had friends who were in Donetsk, who were in the Ukrainian mm-hmm. army, who were writing to us and telling us, we're not going to survive tonight. We've been hit 500 times. Uh, you know, these are graduates at Defense Language Institute. These were my friends. And, you know, as the more I saw of the war going on, the more I thought, I'm done talking. All right. It's time to take action here. So uh, about a month ago, I joined the International uh, Legion here in Ukraine, and I am here to help this country fight, you know, what essentially is a war 
uh, of, of its of ex- extermination. This is an existential war, and Russia has bought it to these people, and they are mass murdering civilians. And there are people here like me who are here to do something about it. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. We right wish there. him safety. Yeah. We wish him safety. Holy shit. Yeah, the great Malcolm Nance. Keep a thought for the guy and think about what we as individuals can do in our own way. Not that necessarily. I, as I was saying, I have no combat experience. I yeah. would be of no value in that situation. Mm-hmm. But there are things I can do, and there are things you can do, we can all do. Uh, and uh, he set a, an incredible example for yeah. that. Profile and courage. Me, I'm mm-hmm. afraid to go to the giant next door because of just people. <laughs> because unmasked people. And, and Malcolm Nance gets his fatigues together and goes, out to uh, Ukraine to fight the wow. Russians, and that's uh, oh my god! And please come home safe, Malcolm. All right. So, uh, so how are you, Bob? I'm oh God. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of energy, ready to roll. I'm not at all concerned about you know the United States, the America, oh. democracy collapsing. No, not not one bit. I, I'm uh, concerned, but I'm fired up. I, yeah. and I think maybe you are too. Yeah, I think I am. Um, Here's something that fired me up over the weekend that I was really happy about on the Ukraine front. Sanctions are working in Ukraine. Russia can no longer buy components for anti-air missile systems uh, Uh and similar. Production levels fall close to zero, but the sanctions must keep going. And I got to say, who called it? Who called it back in, like, early March, late February, early March? Who was saying wars cost money? And that's why the sanctions regime is so important. It's depriving Vladimir Putin from being able to pay for uh, for weapons, for supplies. He's unable to pay for the war effort. How is he going to pay for the war effort, much less occupy Ukraine indefinitely? I don't think he can you, do it. You, Not with these sanctions. You and I- you and I knew it, and Biden knew it, and that's the important thing. And uh, they clearly are working. Uh, yeah. Russia is closer to economic collapse than it's ever been. It's mm-hmm. defaulting on its loans. Uh, it's it been downgraded its credit. Yep. Uh, it's been isolated increasingly by the world, with the European Union now talking about its own uh, boycott of Russian oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this would be a final nail in the uh, in the coffin of the the Russian economy. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And back on March 4th, here's what I tweeted. I I wrote, wars cost money. Putin can't continue to wage war if his economy is increasingly crippled. Hence, one of the reasons for the current sanctions regime. And that applies, and we've seen the uh, results of that uh, today. Uh, we're, we're seeing it now. Now, this past week, let me jump in here, because uh, this, this past week, uh, Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Coons yeah. said it's, uh, it's time for American soldiers to get involved in this, that mm-hmm. this fight is so big and so important that it's on behalf of the world, and uh, American soldiers need to stop Russia or it will keep happening. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about that? I don't think Chris Coons is right on this, irrespective of what letter comes after his name. As I've been saying for, and as many people have saying, people who are far greater experts at this matter mm-hmm. than I am, have been saying, you know, we got to make sure that we don't precipitate uh, an actual world war. I mean, he may define it as a world war. I don't know that sanctions necessarily constitute, you know, a hot war on behalf of everyone who's applying the sanctions. So I think he was overreaching <laughs> quite mm-hmm. a bit with that okay. assessment, calling it a world 
World War. You know what I mean? Well, I did want to ask you about it. It yeah, did, like yeah, I said, it yeah. caught my attention. Yeah. Well, suffice to say, there have been wrong people. <laughs> I mean, most of the wrong mm-hmm. people are on the Republican side when it comes to this. But there, you know, it's possible for Democrats to be wrong on this shit. And and quite honestly, I see some of those Democrats appearing in my mentions on Twitter and elsewhere, saying, "Oh yes, we we've got to go in and we got to clobber Vladimir Putin." Well. Have you thought about steps two through 1,000 that comes after that? I mean, yeah, it's really easy to say, boots on the ground, let's go in and support the Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's again, we've done that many, many times in the past. That's become Indeed. something that has been almost habitual in American life. Oh, there's a thing happening. Okay, we'll send in drones or we'll send in uh, 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 troops and we'll get it done. Support the troops, rah, rah, rah. And this is a case that is unlike anything we've had to experience since the end of the Cold War. This is something that is unique in recent American history. I think there are a lot of Americans who are accustomed to uh, the United States going in and bombing the hell out of brown people in the Middle East or Afghanistan or elsewhere. But there are circumstances to this that are vastly different. When we're talking about Russia, we're talking about a nuclear power that at the very least matches, if not exceeds, our ability to use nuclear weapons weapons and so we have to bear that in mind plus the fact that their <laughs> their leader is fucking insane do you really want to push putin and i'm not saying that we have to bend over backwards to appease him that's not what i'm calling for uh, at all i don't think i don't think anyone in the united states uh, other than you know michael tracy and glenn greenwald and you know the usual suspects but uh jimmy Dore. i think they, they all are uh, seem to be pro-putin as far as i'm concerned and most of the republican party maybe they do maybe they want to uh, just let putin do whatever he wants and and let the chips fall where they may but uh, that's not an option either uh so it's, it's it's a fine line to walk when it comes to this sort of thing because one wrong move one way could lead to greater power for Putin. One wrong move the other way could lead to a nuclear confrontation where instead of however many thousands of people have been killed so far, we'd end up talking about millions or tens of millions of people being killed. So that's the difference. Yeah. And you know, well, I, I've always been anti-war, but I, I must admit I do worry a little <clears throat> bit about uh, the lack of response by the U.S. at the start of World War II and uh, how that may or may not equate to what we're seeing now. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything changed uh, at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Everything, everything changed yeah. with Trinity. And from that point forward, the terms of war have been quite different, where if we're fighting the Russians, it's usually in the form of a proxy war in Vietnam and elsewhere— Uh, In this case, or Afghanistan is another example. In this case, we'd be going head to head against Russia for the very first time. And I don't know if that's something that we're yeah, ready no, for. Uh, no, not it me, would be, no. yeah, oh, sure. It would be immensely self-destructive. But I can see how saying, you know, let's go in and clobber Vladimir Putin would work out nicely for someone politically. Well, and, as we've said, this, the sanctions are working. I, I hope that works in the long run. I hope we're right about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. But so far, as I was just reading, so far it looks like the sanctions are working. I mean, it it, it only makes sense. That's the, the great logic of sanctions, is that Vladimir Putin's eventually going to hit rock bottom, and he's not going to be able to finance anything. He's not. No one's giving him armaments. No one's giving him weapons and troops and supplies for free. That's just not happening. So he's right. going to need to pay for those things. And just because the ruble has recovered a little bit— doesn't mean that he has access to the kinds of rubles that he used to have in the Russian oh, economy. Yeah. Now, so, the Russian economy is imploding, no yeah, doubt about 
about absolutely. It. They just defaulted on their debt. He's not going to be able to borrow money as well right. as he used to be able to, if at all. So these are all good things coming from the sanctions. It just requires a little patience because, as I was saying, we've just we've become accustomed in this country that oh that that's a bad guy. Uh, okay, let's go bomb the shit out of him and the American flags on our uh, windshields and all the rest of it. Well, that, that's not going to apply here. That's not that's just not going to work here. So uh, what also doesn't work is uh, a testicle tanning, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) We go from the end of the world to, oh, God, I don't even know what the fuck this is. Tucker Carlson off on some sort of self-persecution. Why are they coming after manly men? Why why do Mm -hmm. people hate men, et cetera? And it's all culminated in this new, I don't know, hour-long special that he's doing on Fox News uh, where he talks to a guest about testicle tanning as a way to raise testosterone levels. And it actually so happens, you saw the video, right? You saw the promo of the guy. Yes. St- yes. The naked guy standing on the top of a mountain somehow with a... Right. With a t- it was from Burning Man, I thought, but yeah. Oh, it was it from Burning Man? Why? Is I, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. I, is that also like where they get the testicle tanning machine? I mean, where I that must no, be a long ass extension cord if it's at Burning Man. Uh, but yeah, we actually we have the sound because it didn't come along with any sound. So I've got the actual sound here of that guy uh, tanning his testicles. Oh, good. Yeah. There you go. Uh oh. Oh, jingle. <laughs> Time to turn. Make sure to turn. So you won't burn. It's a public don't, service. Don't burn your testicles. My God. When you hear the jingle, make sure to turn to the other. About you every, can try the back of the testicles. I think that's maybe what they're saying. About every 10 or 15 minutes, we may remind you uh, that it's time to turn again. So just be prepared for that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Let's get a, let's have another listen at the guy uh, tanning his testicles. Yeah. Oh, it's burning. Oh. <laughs> Tucker thinks it's hilarious. Time to turn so you won't burn. If you're tanning along right now, go to front side, front side of testicles. So make sure you turn so you don't burn. That's right. so, yeah, so Tucker was saying on a show, I thought this was so absurd. This is obviously, you know, a continuation of the whiny diaper grievance uh, war on men nonsense. You know, it's like men control everything in the world. And Tucker Carlson is on television every night saying, well, when's the world going to get its boot off the neck of men? Look <laughs> at this. Look at this tiny, squeaky voiced man. <laughs> and, and, and ask yourself, why, why is masculinity such an issue with this guy? Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, uh, he could look in the mirror and find the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, or listen to himself laughing. <laughs> Nothing says manly exactly. man more than that. Take a lesson from that, Malcolm Nance. <laughs> While he's interviewing this guy about testicle tanning, Mm -hmm. he said, Tucker Carlson said, testosterone levels crash and Mm -hmm. nobody says anything about it. Well, for one, Tucker Carlson has clearly never been to YouTube because if you... (laughs) You want to hear everything there is to know about testosterone, testosterone uh, replacement, hormone replacement therapy, everything through the lens of bro science, or what are they calling it here? What, are, what is this guy calling it? Uh, 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 bro- bromeopathy. Bromeopathic. Yes, uh, that's right. God damn it. Bromeopathy. Yes. Bromeopathy, which is just another fancier word for bro science, is all it uh-huh. is. Yes, it is. And the thing is, too, I, I did a search for declining testosterone levels, and for uh, starters- and Tucker came up? 950,000 results came up. 
So yes, people are talking about it all over the place. Yes, there's a whole yeah, there's a whole yeah. industry of doctors and and clinics that specialize in hormone replacement. It's a and real there have thing. Been, yeah. And there have been media studies about it too, and the effects yes. of pollution right. and, and uh, many factors. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the reason why testosterone levels have been dropping, I think it's what one percent a year every year recently. It's a few factors. You mentioned uh, pollution. That's a factor here. There are a lot of uh, xenoestrogens in pollution that can affect testosterone right. levels. Uh, the food we eat is loaded. I mean, most of the food we eat uh, on a regular basis, I'm talking about average Americans. Basically, that food is created in a, in a chemistry lab in New Jersey. Right. Read Fast Food Nation. That's all I'll say about that. It goes into great detail about the kind of crap we're uh, ingesting on a day-to-day -day basis. But it's also because humans were never meant to handle this much stress. Imagine the amount of stress you go through on mm -hmm. a daily basis. And not just at work or with your family or watching television. I'm talking about on the internet, where we constantly feel like we have to perform. Everything is captured on video or in photography and posted for the world to see. Uh, we sit there all day and doom scroll through Twitter and Facebook and some people with Instagram. My Instagram is more of a fun place to go. Uh, I, at least I try to keep it that way. It's very, very little politics. But the fact remains, I know I am bombarded 24-7 almost, uh, with the exception of the time that I'm sleeping. I'm on the internet right up to the time I turn off the light and go to sleep. Right. And so that's a lot for human beings to handle. That's a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Whereas before, it used to be that the most stress we would experience throughout the course of a year is maybe there was a wolf stalking the sheep herd that well, we were gathering. Finding yeah. food and other things. I think yeah. it also goes to a level of activity. We're, we're not as uh, active or physical as mankind used to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so these are logical answers. We, we fix the food we eat if we get more exercise, if we tackle uh, pollution and the chemicals that we're eating and breathing every day, drinking in some cases. Just do that, and if that's still not a thing, you can go to a doctor and get hormone replacement prescriptions. You can go and get testosterone by prescription and take the testosterone and get your testosterone levels to where they need to be, to the optimal levels and so on. This is not some great mystery. But what Tucker Carlson is doing, Tucker Carlson doesn't care about the science of it, the causes of it. What, it seems like what he's doing is he's pitching bro science. He's pitching testicle tanning and nonsense, and all based around trying to demonize LGBTQ, uh, feminists. I mean, this is all about the ooga booga that's going on right now with Disney and uh, the don't say gay bill. It's all part of the same idea. Like men who, once again, control nearly every aspect of human life on this planet. Tucker Carlson feels as if, oh my God, why are men so discriminated against? It's like, it's like the, the approach they take from the perspective of white supremacy. Why, oh, why are white people being persecuted so badly in this country? When in fact they aren't. We're just looking for some sort of uh, civil rights, some sort of parity between uh, the races where we all get equal protection. That's it. As, as I said on Twitter, uh, Tucker likes brown testicles. He just doesn't like brown people. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly right. And, and, so, and yeah. how would this work exactly? What kind of me uh, mechanism could could uh, provide tanning light 
to both sides of the testicles, or even if you're doing one side at a time, how how do you really physically manage that? Uh, you know, th this is and and there's confusion apparently about what kind of light we're talking about. I've heard red light, I've heard red laser, and I've heard uh, ultraviolet, or at least ultraviolet has been implied yeah. by saying it's a tanning light. Well, uh, you know, it's the ultraviolet uh, bulbs that do tanning, mm -hmm. uh, infrared just provide heat and uh, but actually both generate heat and a number of us have delighted in the knowledge that heating the testicles with any kind of lighting or yes. in any way uh, reduces fertility uh and and uh, so we're hopefully i mean if people did do it then we'd have a lot of sterile republicans you know what this sound is buzz this sound that we have here is actually the sound of sperm dying That's what this is. Uh, listen. Dead, dead sperm Screaming sperm. <laughs> Tucker thinks it's so hilarious watching those testicles burn. Yeah. Well, on top of the fact that there's a good chance that people will misuse this and do it wrong. See also ivermectin. See also uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. All the rest of it. And, and they'll start just going out and, and tanning in the sun or on a tanning bed their mm -hmm. balls. And, and then they end up with melanoma on their penis and balls. So mm -hmm. good luck. That's really going to help your testosterone levels if you get if you have yeah. to have testicles removed because you got some sort of horrible uh, cancer on your balls. My God. Good, good luck. Good luck on trying to tan the most sensitive part of your body. <laughs> yeah. See how that works out. Make sure to turn. Yep. Time to turn so you won't burn. Oh uh, shit. And and if you do burn, put it in a glass of milk. <laughs> A nice, cool glass of milk. <laughs> we are Best a, thing for it. We are a dumb, dumb country. You know, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about Donald Trump when he was saying at one of his rallies that we're such a stupid country, he said. <laughs> and yeah. from his perspective as an ex-president, no ex-president should be saying that. And certainly not if he's planning on running again. That's right. That's right. But the rest of us who see the dumb fuckery, the suckers who follow after Donald, Trump. Yeah, there's some stupid shit going on. There's a good percentage of people in this country that are bringing about idiocracy. The Mike mm -hmm. Judge's amazing uh, prediction. I mean, the it, you can see it happening in real time. And I always say, you know, there was a time when Trump was first running for president, when I was writing a lot for Salon and I was using idiocracy as a metaphor quite a bit. Right. <laughs> I was using it so often that my editor said, okay, Bob, you got to stop referencing idiocracy. <laughs> Just uh, stop doing that. It's, it's too much. And at the time, I was like, brr, why, why, brr, no, it's yeah. happening. And it is happening. I mean, it's absolutely, it's, we can see it. Before long, they're going to be worried about burrito coverings and whether we should put Rondo on the crops. And, uh, and well, now you can see it every day. Now with testicle tanning. The public's perception of masking rules for, is, is oh, another example yeah. of, of that idiocracy of, of stupidity ruling the day. Yeah, yeah. So this Trump-appointed federal judge in Florida has overturned the public transit mask mandate, which has triggered a whole series of videos now of people cheering on airplanes when it's yeah, announced well, and yeah. throwing away their masks. And they're going, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly important every yeah. it's it's important everybody yell on an airplane with no mask at a time like this. That's <laughs> right. gonna be very helpful. <laughs> Right. I, Make sure I exhale really loudly. This this <laughs> happened after I booked my flight to my high school reunion. This mm. happened 
after some people, uh, while some people were standing in the airport waiting to board their plane, mm-hmm. they learned that as of that moment, no mask man, that they were just finding out as they were boarding. There were people in flight who may have been immunocompromised when nearly everyone on the plane took off their masks. Yeah. And although I did see a video of a flight attendant joyfully singing and going around with one of their little trash bags collecting masks. Uh, I believe he's an exception to the rule uh, because I know the uh, Flight Attendants Association is against dropping the rule. The pilots seem to be for dropping the rule. I uh, saw and listened to video from an Alaska Airlines flight where the pilot came on and said, I'm about to make the most important announcement I've ever made as a pilot. Uh, The mask mandate is over right now. You may remove your mask. Congratulations. Imagine being immunocompromised on that flight when that happened. Yeah. You're in the air, trapped in that can at 30,000 feet. Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, it's just insanity. And uh, while the TSA has uh, dropped its requirements, some airports still require masks and some do not. Uh, So now we have chaos and confusion along with it as well. And as I pointed out on Twitter, uh, the number one excuse I keep hearing, man on the street interviews, that sort of thing, uh, uh, the number one thing I hear from people is, well, you know, it was time. We've done this for two years, and everybody's tired of it, so it's time to drop the mask. <laughs> That's not a reason. That's not a reason. No, yeah, that has nothing to do with health. It's like in the 80s when there was that trend to wear, uh, what, those those special shoes. They were made out of rubber. They were, I think they were called jelly, jelly shoes. Remember the oh, okay. jelly shoes in the 80s? Yeah. It's like people have decided, okay, we're done with jelly shoes. No, but it's not like a trend. It's not like some sort of fashion trend or fashion accessory that we carry around that's and- really hot at the period of time. Uh, but it's it, it's not that. This is a, a health necessity. This is for public health. This is to make sure that hospitals are not overcrowded so that when you, a non-COVID sufferer, have to get medical care at the hospital, it's not overwhelmed by unvaxxed idiots who have ended up in the hospital with their second or third case of COVID, maybe their first case of COVID. who knows but this and is the this is protecting public health and i don't think people understand i think people are like okay no. well now this is this is a disease of the unvaxxed so let them get the disease we're protected so no big deal take off your masks that's what, wrong what this ruling would seem to mean is that at no time now or in the future can the government take any action to try to control a public health emergency that's right at least as things stand now that has been that possibility has been removed. We mm-hmm. don't have that option anymore. This decision was made by a judge uh, in, in its history. The American Bar Association has only uh, named uh, of federal appointments uh, to judgeships, has only named 22 of them uh, as not qualified. Yeah. That's 22 too many, but uh, this particular judge was one of them. She was nominated by Trump. He lost the election, and the Republican Senate turned around and confirmed her anyway. Uh, she has never heard a case before she didn't hear this case based on the papers filed pre-trial she issued this ruling mm-hmm. uh this was she was a, a member of the federalist society she clerked for clarence thomas yep. she's friends with uh clarence and virginia thomas mm-hmm. uh that's Jesus. where this decision came from and it affects the entire nation and the biden administration what are they supposed to do now come back and say and and say no we're going to challenge this they'd look like complete jerks if they did that because the nation has already moved on has already decided that the mask mandates aren't needed anymore and one more thing while i'm on the soapbox and that is (laughs) this has made you and i 
targets. Those of us who continue to wear the masks yeah. will stand out like sore thumbs mm -hmm. in a sea of people not wearing masks. Yep. And it wouldn't surprise me if there are cases of ridicule and even violence for those of us who will continue to wear the masks. That's right. And uh, while someone like me, as we talked about last Tuesday, probably won't be approached by anyone just because I'm six foot four and it's seldom that people bother anyone who's six foot four. But the fact of the matter is that I am an exception and I think there will be a lot of people you, you, who will be intimidated, will be physically accosted because they continue to wear a mask. Uh, I and, can be taken down yeah. in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> well, this judge, uh, Catherine Kimball Mizell, Charlie Pierce also reminded us this morning on the Stephanie Miller show that she once ruled that paper money is unconstitutional. She was nominated at the age of, what, 32? She's now 35, I guess. Uh, and she has the job, my friends, for life. For life, this young person wow. has this with no experience, yeah. with this agenda uh, in her backpack, mm -hmm. uh, now has the rest of her life to make these kinds of decisions. And uh, unless she's impeached, I guess, cannot be removed. Uh, and this is why... It matters who's president, president, and this is why it matters that each and every one of us vote and urge others to do yes. so as well. Yes, uh, once again, uh, we're seeing illustration after illustration why we have to dominate this upcoming uh, midterm election, this upcoming congressional election. It's ours to lose this next election. So we either turn out, we do the things that we need to do to register more Democratic voters mm -hmm. and to turn them out in the election, get ballots to them where needed. 200 days, as I said at the top of the show, until Election Day. At some point, we're going to have to come to terms with the fact that unless we work our asses off between now and November, it'll be the Republican Party that will be in control of Congress for the 2024 election. Can you imagine? They already a have in plans. A, yeah, yeah. A, a challenged presidential election where we have a Republican Congress to backstop all of the fuckery that's going to go on in 2024 into 2025. In the in the election offices, in the Republican legislatures, the, the mechanism and the plan is already in place. The yep. people are already in place. They, uh, It is already a plan, not a contingency. It's a plan mm. to challenge the next election, to overturn the next election. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it has to be stopped. I, you know, been reading a number of things this past week, and one of the things I was reminded of is that, and, and these aren't precise numbers, but uh, about a quarter of us or 28% maybe are Republican uh, at registered. I'm talking about registered voters now. Mm -hmm. uh, about, uh, I think it's smaller percent or a larger percentage for Democrats, but still well, well, well below 50%. Yeah. The, the biggest voting block in the country right now are uh, unaffiliated and or independent voters. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've lost them, at least when you look at the polls. Uh, the, the independents have swung against us uh, in recent months. Uh, and uh, I think what uh, the other reading I've done leads me to believe that uh, we really need to hammer on the fact that if Republicans are elected, because pocketbook is what it's all about right now to yeah. the voter, 
to the voter, right? So what do we say? We say, and this is true, Republicans want to raise everyone's taxes, including the poorest and the middle class. Mm -hmm. They want to eliminate Medicare. They want to eliminate Medicaid. They want to eliminate Social Security. And they want to damage or, or eliminate the Affordable Care Act. This is the Republican platform as outlined by Congressional Senate uh, campaign leader Rick Scott of Florida. Uh, he's, you know, he's laid out a plan for America that actually includes these things. Check it out if you don't believe me and have others do the same. Mm -hmm. And and so this is one thing I think we can beat the Republicans on and, and something we should focus on when campaigning. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do believe that at some point between now and November, gas prices will come back down, inflation will begin God, to recede, and that issue, while still demagogued by the Republicans, I mean, make no mistake, if, if inflation drops to 4% tomorrow, uh, they will still be screaming about it in October. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter to them. They're still going to make an issue of it, but people will begin to notice almost right away if uh, inflation starts to come down, gas prices start to come down, especially the gas price. People will notice that. If they're being disingenuous, they'll continue to say, oh, fuck gas prices. Gas prices are so high. But most people, if they're being honest with themselves, are going to go, well, gas prices Keep come down. That's fine. Keep reminding them that the parking lot at Best Buy is full. The parking lot is, are full at restaurants and <laughs> yeah. grocery stores. Yeah. And that unemployment is at 3.6%, the mm -hmm. lowest and memorable in my lifetime. Uh, it's never been – the economy is not as bad as it's being made out to be. Yeah. Uh, this is the message we need to get to that big – majority block of independent or non-affiliated voters. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And so there's another thing I want to add to this conversation with regard to uh, the, the midterm election strategy, how the Democrats might be able to pull this out. There's a great New Yorker piece that was out yesterday, I believe. Mm -hmm. Jane Mayer. Uh, I know Rachel Maddow covered a little bit last night, but I want to Good. talk about some key points from this New Yorker piece. And you'll see... <laughs> why we're being left in the dust by the Republican Party, because they're throwing a ton of money at uh, smear campaigns. And, dark yeah, money. Dar yeah, dark money. Making sure Joe Biden's nominees for his cabinet, making sure his judicial nominees never get confirmed. This is ongoing. And so they're doxing people. They're uh, uh, collecting uh, opposition research on many of these characters. So we want to get into that here in just a second. But first... Yeah, but, but Bob, isn't it time to perform a public service because uh, our friends who may be attempting to tan their testicles... <laughs> That's Right. Uh, we want to keep them safe. Yeah, that's right. Let's turn on the machine. And oh, no. Time to turn. Turn now. So you won't burn. And now here's Bob with a commercial. <laughs> okay, well, about 10 years ago, I was buried under a mountain of business debt. I had my own animation studio, the economy started to tank, and I was left standing there with just way too much credit debt. I remember the sleepless nights. I remember trying to figure out how I was going to dig myself out from all of this debt, doing the calculations at three o'clock in the morning in my head, just the anxiety. It was out of control. And I ended up taking extreme measures to absolve that debt. But as I've been 
saying for some time now, you don't have to do that. All you need to do is to go to Lightstream. So did you know that refinancing your credit card balances can lower your interest rate and save you a pile of cash? And you don't have to be a financial expert to do it. Here's how. So with Lightstream, you can roll all your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. That's way lower than most credit cards. It's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19%, which is probably what you're paying now. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are absolutely no fees. The application is 100% online, and you might even get your money in your bank account as soon as the day that you apply. So here now, just for my listeners, you can apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com as always. And it's subject to credit approval. Rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Seska for more information. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Bob Seska! with Nigel Hall on vocals and clavinet on the song freakbass.com of course as always I love freak bass we're a Kimberly and I are like a freak bass household it's like every How day can you not be yeah. <laughs> every day that goes by it's like oh did you see freak bass's latest thing on Twitch oh yes amazing so, I love know, the sound. Very yeah. feel good here. Got to follow Freak Bass on uh, Twitter. Follow him on Twitch, where he does routine, like just hours long jam sessions. Uh, an American original, one hundred percent. At Freak Bass, that's two E's. F R E E K B A S. Okay, uh, moving on here with our Tuesday show. Uh, Tom Jones. Is uh, not unusual. (laughs) I know. I as soon as I saw that name pop up, (laughs) that's immediately what I went into. Like, wow. Well, at least he's jazzy. You know, do women throw panties at him? I don't know. (laughs) So uh, this guy Tom Jones runs something called the American Accountability Foundation, and it sounds noble, doesn't it? It sounds like wow, that that's a great sounding outfit. Like to contribute in this country. (laughs) That's right. Well, what it is, is it's a dark money group. We don't know where they're getting their financing. <coughs> Russia! 
See, they have no accountability. That's why they put it in their name. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, who knows? But uh, th- this great piece by Jane Mayer in The New Yorker is a must-read. Uh, they have done, the American Accountability Foundation has, uh, among other things, infiltrated a congressional staffer conference call. They weren't able to get any dirt on uh, the congressional staffers or what the Democrats were doing, but they did it. This is like a James O'Keefe maneuver that they pulled here. Uh, it didn't turn up anything, but it was just one of many things that they've done. They, Of course, they were responsible for the smearing of Katanji Brown-Jackson, uh, linking her to uh, kitty porn somehow. They were involved in racist attacks against Lisa Cook, who was up for the Fed. Uh, Sally Amarova, we, we remember Amarova because she sounded like Amarosa, the last name. Right. She, she was up for Comptroller of Currency. And smeared by this group, uh, Sarah Bloom Raskin, of course, is the the wife of Jamie Raskin. Uh, she was also smeared. David Chapman, who was up for ATF, uh, Carlton Waterhouse, who was up for the EPA. These are all Biden nominees who were relentlessly doxed and smeared by this group, the, this well financed dark money group, American Accountability Foundation. And this guy, uh, Tom Jones, he's the AAF's founder and executive director. He's a longtime Beltway operative specializing in opposition research. Records show that over the years, he's worked for several of the most conservative Republicans to have served in the Senate, including Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Jim DeMint, John Ensign. And uh, in 2016, Jones ran the opposition research effort for Cruz's failed presidential campaign, uh, when uh, Jane Mayer asked Jones for an interview through the AAF's online portal, he replied, Miss Myers? I think he called her Miss Myers. Uh, Miss Myers, go pound sand, he wrote, uh, citing an article that uh, she had written debunking attacks on uh, Bloom Raskin from moneyed interests, including the AAF. He said, you are a liberal hack masquerading as an investigative journalist and not a very good one. Uh, Jones subsequently posted this comment on his group's Twitter account, along with Jane Mayer's email address and cell phone number. Classy, classy move there. And then when the AAF applied for its taxes and status, I thought this was revealing. It portrayed itself under penalty of perjury Mm -hmm. as a nonpartisan charity that would neither participate in political campaigns nor try to influence legislation. You hear that, IRS? I'm just saying, if if you're listening, IRS. <laughs> well, the IRS's budget has been cut, and and yeah. a, a lot of that is is because of precisely this. The IRS began to crack down on Tea Party groups back in the day. Oh yeah, uh, that were applying for and getting a nonprofit charitable status mm-hmm. uh, when in fact they were political packs. They were political organizations. Yeah, uh, same thing is happening here. This sounds like the money arm of the Federalist Society. This yeah. sounds like this sounds like the you know the muscle uh, the, of, of theirs uh, that control and uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse is uh, focused on this and and probably knows more about this than any of us. Uh, and is trying to call attention to the influence of these groups on uh, our judges in general and the Supreme Court in particular. And you know what else it is, Buzz? It's fucking cancel culture. That's what these guys are involved in. It's not just opposition research. They want to destroy the people. If they're saying that the first black woman nominee for the Supreme Court is basically a child molester. I mean, that's essentially why they're coupling her they with put these her in couple. That basket, yeah, yeah, exactly right. That's the kind of nonsense that they're involved in. 
Um, and certainly if the group is involved in some sort of chicanery when it comes to uh, its tax-exempt status, which I still believe the IRS needs to check that out. I'm just saying. You know, I don't know if there are any IRS agents, uh, auditors that are listening into this podcast, but maybe take a look at AAF. <laughs> and and as far as uh, the name calling, the child molester basket goes, yeah. uh, Rachel Maddow did an incredible job last night of showing us the ties and similarity between uh, this very technique of, of elimination politics yeah. where you uh, accuse someone of being complicit in a crime so heinous that even if the charges are false, mm -hmm. you carry that with you. Yeah. Uh, she points out how Vladimir Putin has done this for decades oh, yeah. uh, uh, to wipe out political opponents by simply accusing them and falsely arresting and convicting them as uh, pedophiles. And now, all of a sudden, in today's Republican America, we're hearing that same sort of attempt at elimination politics, trying to negate or wipe off the map of politicians who they label as either being child predators or sympathetic to them yeah. it's a charge it's a charge that's difficult if not impossible to fight and it's based on absolutely nothing except the desire for power. And just to be clear, uh, there's a blogger slash author named Dave Nywert, who I have had on my show. He's written for several different blogs, I think including Crooks and Liars. Uh -huh. He is the guy who actually coined the term, I believe, eliminationism. He wrote uh -huh. a book, uh, I want to say about 10, 12 years ago, called The Eliminationists. And that's where the term comes from. I think it comes directly from Dave Nywert. Probably. Yeah, Probably. yeah. But as we're watching this segment last night about Jane Mayer's piece uh, with Rachel Maddow, as Rachel is describing the tactics that the Republicans are gauged in by otherizing and demonizing people with the, the charge of being child uh -huh. pornographers and so on. And she was talking about how it is uh, borrowed from Vladimir Putin's playbook and things like that. And Kimberly hadn't seen that part of it, the Russia part of that segment. Oh. And so she comes in while Rachel's talking about doxing <laughs> and smearing people as, as child pornographers. And she, she just offhandedly goes, yeah, that's Soviet. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She just got done talking about how it is she, like an old Russian knows. tactic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she knows. knows. She lived there. Her father uh, uh, was a journalist there. And uh, yeah, yeah she, she very much knows about that. I'm not surprised that she picked up on that. But it's, here's what scares me. And this is, I'm going to take us off on a little tiny side tangent here, if I may. Uh, it's not just uh, Republican politicians who are now engaging in this, uh, mm -hmm. this uh, sort of elimination culture. Uh, it's Republican voters here in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just during this show today, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis has stepped up his fight against the Disney Corporation. Uh, interesting story about Disney. They they didn't want to take a position on this at all. They were pulled into it by progressives who said, come on, you got to speak up for what's right. Disney did speak up for what's right. And now, as a result, they're losing half their fan base uh, mm -hmm. because they've been demonized as being supporters of, of pedophilia. Uh, there was a protest yesterday. There was a protest outside a place called Disney Springs. Uh, the protesters, the Red Hats, believed they were blocking the entrance to Disney right. World, but they'd mistakenly gone to a Disney mall f uh, 15 minutes away from the park. <laughs> well, later later in the day, they did find one of the entrances to the park, one of them, that they uh, attempted to blockade, pretending to have car trouble. They put up a banner over uh, it was sort of one of those brick uh, Disney signs at the entrance, uh, and uh, they put a banner over it saying, 
pedo world or oh, pedo world God. if you're British. Yeah. Uh, and a woman stopped her car and got out and ripped down the banner and they're shouting oh shit oh my god oh she's 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 sympathetic she's she's one of them she's okay with child molesters and the woman who looked if i may say so somewhat masculine as she was walking away one of the one of the protesters yelled she's got a dick and she turned around oh. and said yeah and it's bigger than yours and she <laughs> And she she walked away. This is the culture war, and this is the this is the level of political discourse that we have fallen to yeah. uh, because of uh, these Republican leaders who have adopted this Soviet tactic mm -hmm. of elimination politics by just saying uh, this person is either a child predator or they're a sympathizer, a supporter of child predators. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, that's that's where we are now. We've fallen to that level of Soviet politics. You know, the thing is, uh, as I look at this story and I hear the uh, the stories like the ones you, you just told, uh, uh, you know, obviously dark money groups like AAF uh, shouldn't be legal. But since they are, <laughs> while they're still legal, it seems to me as if we're being outflanked by the Republicans on this front. I think the Democrats desperately need a few of these groups. And I'm not saying that you go out, you make anything up. But what I'm saying is, we have the benefit of the truth being on our side. We have the, the, the benefit of reality being on our side. Use that and then hammer the shit out of these people. But the problem is, for some reason, we don't get the money. The Democratic side does not have the advantage of these huge billionaire financiers. You know, you know, but they said the Ukrainians didn't have a chance against Russia. That's and true. we found that that wasn't true. And good that's point. a good example of what people can do when they rise up. Yeah. I'm going to repeat what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. I may say it again next week. What we have to do is to repeat the truth more loudly and more often than mm -hmm. they repeat the lies. The secret to their success is repeating and spreading the lie. Yep. Then our secret must be repeating and spreading the truth. And because they are so loud, we have to get loud. That's right. That's right. Well, meantime, the, uh, the attacks on quote-unquote woke culture, the use of the word woke as a pejorative, which is really yeah. just a substitute for the N-word as far as I'm concerned. And that's what they're doing. It's just another dog, another Republican dog whistle mm -hmm. to, uh, to to demonize black people, uh, to an extent to demonize uh, gay people, LGBTQ people, obviously. And Tom Cotton uh, posted something that I found interesting the other day. It was on the 15th. It was the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball. And so Tom Cotton writes... 75 years ago, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier as the first African-American Major League Baseball player. Today, we honor him and his lasting legacy. Well, as we all know, if that had happened today, uh, you know, Branch Rickey, who was the owner of the Dodgers at the time, he would have been relentlessly hectored and doxxed and threatened and demonized for being woke, quote-unquote woke, by Tom Cotton and the entire Red Hat Entertainment Complex. Of course. Are they woke or not woke? <laughs> Make up your mind, Tom Cotton. Is that okay. good or is, is, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? I can't even imagine how they would react today uh, to a gay joker 
and a black Catwoman, as we saw in the 1966 Batman TV series. Uh, the wokeness that occurred in the 60s. I, I don't know. I guess they were opposed to that at the time as well. You know? Of course. Of course, actually, they were. I mean, uh, they're the regressive party, and we're the progressive party. But yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a chance to give this some thought this week, too. And I asked myself, well, what do we mean when we say woke? I mean, it started as a good word uh, over here. Yeah. And uh, I thought about it. Well, it means enlightened. It means aware. And so, again, what we have, the message we have to get out more loudly and mm -hmm. more often is uh, that woke is not a bad thing. Woke means enlightened. Yeah. So if you're anti-woke, does that mean you're anti-enlightenment? Of course. Use that. Please yeah. use that. Uh, we, we have to crush this idea that being nice is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, we had that went through the same thing and probably still do with the phrase politically incorrect or political correctness. Yeah. Uh, political correctness was never anything more than just not being an asshole. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Simply, it simply meant be aware and sensitive to the needs of others. Be enlightened. Be aware. And now we use the word woke, which means, again, enlightened and aware. Don't let them make it into a dirty word as they've done with progressive and yeah. with uh, political correctness. That's right. That's right. Well, meantime, Oxford University student, <laughs> former Oxford Oxford University student Senator John Kennedy uh, was adding another syllable to the word woke during his appearance with Laura Ingram the other day. Uh, we all know John Kennedy. Well, here he is uh, coining a new term, wokers. The Biden administration has embraced and is being run by the wokers. Wokers. Um, <laughs> it's, it's easy to recognize the wokers. They, uh, they hate George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Dr. Uh, Zeus, and Mr. Potato Zeus. Dr. Zeus. The Dr. Wokers Zeus. also hate America, and they want to beat the crap out of it. They want to be. And uh, the Wokers think they're smarter and more virtuous than the rest of us. Uh, they think all non-Wokers are racist and ignorant and misogynistic. Uh, they think they uh, we should shut up and listen to them and let them run our lives, and and they'll let us maybe eat meat occasionally. Ugh, okay, well that was uh, <laughs> that was Oxford faker John Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure his diploma is real. And yeah, by the way, if you were confused there, Doctor Zeus was a children's <laughs> author who could shoot lightning out of his pen. <laughs> That's right. Now you know. Yeah, well, so much wrong with this. Wokers, to me, is one step closer to actually being the N-word. They've added the ERS suffix at the end of that. Uh, and, and that is intentional. I honestly believe that that is intentional. It's intentional of John Kennedy to give the word woke an extra syllable so it matches the same number of syllables as the N-word. <laughs> well, I don't know. That might be... Here's, well, no, you, oh, no, I, no. Don't, I, give, I, him, don't I, give him any credit. He doesn't deserve not, the benefit of the doubt, Buzz. I'm not, I'm not giving him the benefit of the okay. doubt because I, I believe that he's <laughs> racist to the core. Yeah. Uh, I think he means those who are woke, and he means liberals and Democrats in general, of which black voters are... Uh, uh, generally a part mm -hmm. of, uh, but uh, the fact that he's turned it into a demonization the, to, to make woker a derogatory, derogatory term makes it very much like the N-word in that way. Yeah. It's, it's designed to hurt. 
And he mentioned Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. That's right, Dr. Seuss. The one who could shoot lightning out of his pen, yes. And and Dr. Zaius is an orangutan who lived in the Planet of the Apes. Um, (laughs) So just make sure we're clear on all of that. Dr. Seuss, the estate of Dr. Seuss pulled that book. Let's be clear about this. There was no big Twitter campaign to get that one, I don't even remember which book it was, to get the one Dr. Seuss book removed because it had some problematic terminology inside of it. To think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. <laughs> and then Mr. Potato Head, once again, another move by, in this case, Hasbro. It's so interesting watching the Republicans become the anti corporation party. It's- yeah, you see, and that's what I was I started to say about Disney a little earlier. Yeah. Uh, Disney en- enjoys a special status here in Florida, and you mm-hmm. can rightly understand why, because hundreds and thousands, maybe millions of tourists still come every day mm-hmm. to Florida yeah. to go to Disney World and the other attractions here. Uh, Florida would be economically hurt without it. I think that's Ron DeSantis calling. In yes. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and uh, so Disney was sort of cornered into taking a position, and they did, in, in the end, albeit late, uh, did the right thing. And yeah. for that, they are being punished. At the same time, uh, DeSantis is now willing to hurt the state of Florida by removing Disney's special status. This mm-hmm. fight is getting ugly. Yeah. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, the protesters outside Disney World yesterday and outside the Disney Mall, uh, you know, th- this is what we're dealing with. It's very real. It has momentum, and it has to be stopped, and only voting can do it. They're attacking LGBTQ right now. Right. With right. the same ferocity they've been attacking uh, women and, and reproductive and, rights. And blacks, yeah. for that matter, obviously. But this sounds to me as if they're leading their entire group toward uh, the idea of overturning uh, Supreme Court rulings like Obergfell, rolling back same-sex marriage. Uh, you know, that's next on the horizon. Roe v. Wade is already a goner, really. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, in terms of they're setting their sights right now on anything they consider. And you can imagine what John Kennedy considers to be deviant sexual behavior. That's the next target. And so if you're a gay American, if you're a trans American, I mean, trans people know how demonized they have been uh, in this world. And now it's going it's to get even worse at this point. And just another reason why we have to decide right now to dominate this election, because what we're doing is we're sitting back and letting them just gain more majorities and so they can pass new laws like this. And it's meanness, and it's yeah. cruelty, and it's repressive, mm-hmm. and uh, the only way we can stop it is by overwhelming the vote. And Republican uh, cancel culture continues in Florida. You had a joke about this earlier in the show, Buzz. We're going to talk about that and how Alex Jones is the worst person in the world uh, oh, coming yeah. up here in just a second. But meantime, unlike some podcasts, we have a couple of commercial breaks in our shows, like this one you're hearing right now. But here's the best way to listen to the Bob Seska Show without all those commercials. Just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com, scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of this podcast, and sign up for just $15 per month. In exchange for your generous support, and we know $15 can be a lot of money every month, we'll give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday and Thursday shows and the Shadow Docket Show, which will be included as part of the same audio file, just as it's recorded. In other words, one mega show with the free portion and the Shadow Docket combined and no commercial. But wait, there's more dinks. 
You also get the uh, the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly included in that level of support, all for just 15 bucks per month. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Bob Seska plays more music. Your home for Swedish smooth jazz. The Bob Seska Show in the Music Countdown. <laughs> you are, you are my joy. The one that I live for, the one that I adore. You are my peace when I'm feeling sad. This is uh, Marius Bilgo Benson from Sweden. You may Still can't believe a guy in Sweden's listening to this show. It <laughs> kind of blows me away every time I see the international listenership of this podcast. It has a song called uh, Joy from his album called The Spirit of... Or, no, it's called The Spirit Love. I almost threw an of in there. Just The Spirit Love. Uh, BillGoBenson.com. Link in the description, of course, to support Marius. And uh, BobSuska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. We're playing just black recording artists this month for the entire month of April. Uh, Marius being the uh, latest in that uh, playlist. Okay. Fantastic. Absolutely. Getting back into things here before we wrap up the show. Alex Jones continues to be the worst person in the world, as Keith Olbermann used to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This time, he is uh, attempting to hide his assets from the Sandy Hook families, as though he hasn't dicked them over enough since 2012, since the shooting actually happened. And uh, in the subsequent years, he has recruited his disciples to torment them and to dox them and to pursue them. Uh, Strangely enough, my family somehow ended up getting involved in all of that with one of uh, Alex Jones's uh, Sandy Hook disciples going after, trying to get to me, but actually ending up at my dad's door. Uh, I have very strong personal feelings about Alex Jones being absolute scum for this. Scum. That's right, Alex. Oh, yeah, we have this, too. I'm ugly. I stink. I love Satan. I killed my baby. That's a confession. Alex there Jones. There it is. Confessing. It's on the record. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> right. So he has filed, or I should say InfoWars, has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. As have two of his other companies, yes. Yes, exactly. And this is a not-so-clever but effective way of hiding your assets from lawsuits. There were a lot of people on Twitter who were like, yay, Alex Jones is going bankrupt. <laughs> but that's not what's happening here. No, Alex Jones is hiding. Yes, he's hiding his assets. He's hiding his money from the Sandy Hook people who he owes millions and millions and millions of dollars to. So that's how that process works. But what happens is eventually there's a, a bankruptcy judge or an executor 
who will come along and say, you're trying to hide your assets from these families and therefore deny it. And I think also in the process of doing that, I do believe that the families can have representation at the bankruptcy hearings. Good. They should. Yeah. They really should. Yeah, because then they can put up a stink. Then they can say, well, here's why he's doing this. Here's what he owes to us. And we are contesting this bankruptcy. So there is a teeny tiny chance that Alex Jones may not be able to hide his assets, at least from the Sandy Hook family. We just hope it's not the judge who made the mask decision. <laughs> That's or or exactly any right. of the other Trump judges, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, because there, there should be this kind of recourse. There should be exceptions where bankruptcy protection, there's a reason they call it protection, Yeah. Uh, where that protection shouldn't cover certain things. And if this isn't one of those things, then nothing is. And uh, it would be a... Gosh, if there's any faith left at all in our justice system, and I worry there's very little at this point, yeah. um, even that too would disappear. I think, seriously, Alex Jones could be walking into a bankruptcy fraud situation because it says here, according to PBS, sure. in, a, in its court filing, InfoWars said it had estimated assets of $50,000 or less and estimated liabilities of $1 million to $10 million. If InfoWars only has $50,000, I'll eat my fucking hat. Yeah, there's, there's money no, behind that. Yes, of course there is. That it seems like that's a big fucking lie. Assets of fifty thousand dollars. The studio alone, where Alex Jones does his video show, mm -hmm. is probably worth about fifty thousand dollars. I mean, you could probably liquidate all of the Infowars, uh, you know, set decoration and monitors and technology and I all mean, that shit and get, and, and get at least, uh, you know, probably far more than $50,000 that the, alone. These families were deeply and in a very real way harmed by Alex Jones. The purpose of their lawsuit was to make him pay for that, to make yeah. him not get away with that. Yeah. And uh, this bankruptcy protection might do that unless, as Bob says, a judge overturns it. Uh, we have to have justice here. We can't have this kind of behavior in a civil society. Yeah. I mean, it has to be a remedy. Alex Jones has made a fortune by telling his gullible sucker disciples that Sandy Hook was a false flag. And that th those children and so many other things. Yeah, I mean, those children who were murdered in cold blood, the educators who tried to protect them and who were also murdered, six of them, a uh, total of 26 people killed in cold blood uh, by an AR 15. Alex Jones has enriched his empire by claiming that that was all fake and staged and sent by his, the government. And sent his flying monkeys after these families and anyone else in the case of Bob's family. Yeah. Hence, I'm ugly, I stink, I love Satan, I kill my baby. Yeah. So no a horrible person. Horrible, horrible man. Well, meantime, in, uh, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the voice. And when I talk about Sandy Hook, I just we had I, tape. I get it. It's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. We're fine. Um, it is an excellent voice, but not <laughs> I, today. I know people love it. I just, I don't feel, I don't feel right doing it in the Sandy Hook context. Right. Maybe later. Yeah. Florida Republicans <laughs> now are evidently canceling math. We'll wrap up here. Uh, they're saying that a whole stack of possible math textbooks are woke. Florida officials have blocked 54 math textbooks from its K through 12 curriculum, claiming some of them contain critical race theory. 
The rejected titles make up a record 41% of the books submitted for review. Underscore the word record in that sentence from NPR. Critical race. How the fuck do you put critical race theory? Where do you see that? It's, it so reminds me of McCarthyism. This just desperately Absolutely. screams out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is a, they're finding uh, critical race theory where there is no possibility of critical race theory. I mean, how could there possibly be critical race theory in a fucking math book? In a third graders or a second graders math book. Yeah. How how is that even possible? Uh, this is performative on the part of Republicans, but sure. extremely damaging at the same time. Mm-hmm. I would hope that parents, you know, at first they came for the critical race theory and I said nothing. Then they came for the math. Yeah. When they come for, you know, when they come for two plus four, we're in serious, serious trouble. Yeah. There are efforts to reduce the school week to four days a week. Uh, books are being banned. Textbooks mm-hmm. are being banned. Math textbooks are being banned. Uh, rules are being made about what can and can't be said in school. Cameras and microphones are going up to monitor teachers. Republicans are out to kill education because the educated voter won't vote Republican. That's right. I I guess they're concerned that all numbers above 10 are discriminatory against white Trump voters. And they just can't count that high. Right. Well, (laughs) like like I said, they think the one should have to carry itself. Yeah, we can't. The one one should pull itself up by its bootstraps. Yeah, these are people who think they should go out and get their testicles tanned for some reason. Ah, painful. The burning. I hate the the itching, but I don't mind the swelling. Time to turn. So you won't burn. <laughs> but I don't mind. But I don't mind putting on the lotion. <laughs> All right. Shit. Well. <laughs> what a day, huh? Yeah. Things continue to disintegrate in our country. No, I'm just kidding. You know, it, it kind of is that way. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm in one of those modes this week where I'm a little on the side of lacking hope uh that's that's my problem this week well okay let me say this then uh yeah things are bad Uh, things are absolutely bad but there is always hope as long as there are those of us who are willing to fight the fight that's right and there's still people i I think sometimes we get too ensconced in twitter and figure that it's reflective of the entire nation and we're always uh disabused of that uh that assumption because you, know, you watch a show like Rachel Maddow, for example, and she features uh, groups like Indivisible and so on, and they're doing uh, amazing work uh, on the ground that you never really hear about on Twitter. So, uh, you know, and there are many, many other groups just like it. And so that being the case, sometimes uh, we forget that that's actually going on. And to those of you who say, no, we're screwed, uh, things are going to go to hell no matter what we do, uh, that uh, Democrats uh, haven't done enough, uh, that, uh, you know, Republicans, are they're all, they're all the same. Uh, they're not They're not all the same, and yeah. you're not helping. And with that attitude, yes, we will lose. The right attitude uh, can can get us to victory, as well as the hard work that so many of us are putting in. Yes. Um, I tweeted this uh, earlier this week. I said, you know, unless Democrats, voters and candidates alike, decide to dominate this year's elections, 
Guess which party is going to control Congress? I mentioned on the show earlier. <laughs> I almost forgot that yeah. I said this already. Uh, Worth but, repeating. Yeah, but the Republican Party will control Congress for the 2024 election and into at least the first several days of 2025. They retain their majorities in 2024. Well, it continues on beyond that. But suffice to say, do you want a Dem- do you want a Republican Congress when Donald Trump is once again trying to? Uh, overturn the results of another election. It will be the end of democracy, and we're not kidding either. Well, the Shadow Docket is up next. We're not kidding about that. Uh, Go to our Patreon page right now, sign up for $5 a month, and you get two Shadow Docket shows every week on Tuesday and Thursday. Plus, you'll be supporting this podcast, which is also worthwhile. That's a bonus in and of itself, isn't it? Uh, You also get access to the comments and to the app, etc., etc. See you on the Shadow Docket, folks. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. So you won't burn.